0: radioinfluence.com. Hey, everyone.
1: Welcome back to Live Bold and Boss Up podcast. This week, we um, just wanted to start off and say thank you to our sponsors. And I think we've Thank them in a while. Next Path Career Partners. We love you. Also, I wanted to just share, um, if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, they don't any longer do the whole subscribe thing anymore. Um, I just found out that they actually do where it's more like a follow.
0: Right. And you can automatically download all the episodes before mm-hmm. they come out, which I think you could do before, but um, just want to make sure y'all are doing that so you don't miss anything. Yeah. Share, like, and follow for your girls. Support us. <laughs> and this week we're going to talk about the follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up, which I'm sure you've heard of before.
1: Mm-hmm. So many times we miss opportunity, whether it's in sales and business in even in friendship, really. Like when you, you know, meet someone at a party or something like that, you, you don't do the follow up. Like you have such a great conversation and then where does it go? That's so frustrating to me. You meet someone, have a great conversation, whether it's business or pleasure, and then you never see that person again, because maybe you forget to follow up. Maybe you, are unsure of the follow-up or what to do
0: or tools to use. Or maybe it's been so long since you, maybe you forgot about it right then, but then you think about it a week later and then you're like, well, now it's too long. Right. And then you don't ever follow up. I, I feel that for sure. I feel like there's a. Yeah. And that happens in personal relationships, business Mm -hmm. a lot. So what are some things that you can do to eliminate these follow-up errors or distractions? Well,
1: the one that hits me the most right away when you said that is the time lapse, right? Yes. Um, I, I don't think there's an expiration date on
0: follow-up. Exactly. There's. Like you there's, feel like there is. You feel like there is, and you feel like maybe you dropped the ball. It's been a week or two weeks, but- it's still not too late there's there's no expiration date like mm-hmm. Ash said yeah i
1: mean the best thing to do in that situation if it if you do feel like it's too late whatever that may be you can just say like oh my gosh i can't believe we never circled back on this i, I we had such a great conversation let's let's circle up and continue it or
0: yeah make a joke right. about it right we all make mistakes and we've all done the lack of follow up mm-hmm. so Just do it and um, make light of it. Yeah. There's some interesting statistics around the Mm follow-up. Because how many, it would be interesting to, to hear what our listeners say, but how many emails or calls do you think it takes to get that response that you're looking for? What do you think, Ash?
1: I mean, when I first started out, you'd think it'd be one. Right? Like, hey, I email you and you respond. Right. That's the courteous thing you you would assume. <laughs> I think that's the naive thing, you know. I've, Who doesn't I've, want to talk to me? Yeah. Right? Right. But it's not for sure. Oh, it's is not. It?
0: I would say we've um, we saw a couple of statistics and there was one that said five, at least five follow-ups results in 80% of sales, which I think that is very generous, the five, because mm-hmm. I also saw... Um, Other statistics that were way higher than that, but I would say at least five. One was 18. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, anywhere in between there. And I think it depends too on who are you reaching out to? Who are you trying to sell to? Do you know your target list? Are they leads that are very specific? Are they just random people that you're calling or emailing off the street? I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. You have to do some research in some targeted emails, not just randoms, right? And this this piece of
1: of statistics reminds me of um, the episode we did with Jason Howard. Um, we did courageous with innovation, and he, I think it was number sixty three our episode, and um, he talked about how that's exactly how he got into companies like Nike and Adidas and, um, Heinz and, and all of those, all of those companies, because he didn't, you know, just email one time. Mm -hmm. He emailed probably more like 18 times to get into there.
0: Right. And what are some main reasons that they may not reply to you right away, or they may not call you back right away? Well, I Not mean, because they don't like you,
1: but I don't even know you yet. Right. If, especially right. if it's like a completely cold email.
0: Um, but you have to build that rapport. Mm-hmm. And I think it's all about timing. They're probably getting at least 10 emails, calls from other competitors at the same time. And what, first of all, is going to make you stand out above the others. Mm-hmm. And then also timing is maybe they don't have that need right that second. But things are changing on the daily. Things may change a week from now. Things may change a month from now, which is why it's important to not do it just one time. You have to be persistent. And I would say between like in a month period, you should probably send two to three emails on average. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, checking in, you know, you understand that the market is is uh, very competitive right now. We want to make sure that we're staying on top of things and just keep following up, keep being persistent. Mm-hmm.
1: Which brings us to the next statistics that we found. And that was, this is shocking to me, almost half, almost 50% of people, almost of 50% of salespeople just give up after their first no. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do that? You go through all of the work and the research to find out that, okay, this company is a good client or could be a good client. You reach out, they respond with no, and then you forget about them. Right. That's like a huge no, no.
0: You take that no as for what it's worth, which you shouldn't because it doesn't mean a whole lot at that moment, Mm -hmm. but they give up and then they never follow back up. And guess what? The next salesperson that comes behind you in a week may catch them at the right time and then they'll get the business. Right. Because everything changes. Right. One thing that's constant is change. Right. And then from that fifty percent, twenty two percent gives up after two no's and then only twelve percent give up after four no's.
1: Hmm. That's really
0: interesting. So be persistent. Be in that top one percent. Right. That that gets the business and right. that comes out so in the long run.
1: What are some what are some um, tools that we can share that we use for follow up?
0: Well, I say the first thing is just remembering to follow up. So put a an email reminder on your calendar to send a note, send another email, make a call. And I think there's multiple ways that you should be reaching out to them. You should be emailing, you should be calling, you should be, you know, checking all those boxes, send a, a no on LinkedIn, if you don't have their email address. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that LinkedIn is the best way to do it because we are bombarded with sales calls on LinkedIn and I just delete them all. Um, so if you can get their email or their phone number, which there's, there are good tools that you can get all that stuff. Um, do that first, because that's more personal. Mm-hmm. What's the most recent one we used for phone numbers?
1: There's
0: um, Zoom Info, there's Rain King, there's lots mm. of the lead generation tools. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, lo- I, I live by my calendar, so I agree with you. I would put everything on my calendar because it doesn't happen unless
0: it's on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, another one would be to send a handwritten note, which, I mean, a lot of people aren't going into the office these days. So, I mean... I. <laughs> I'm probably not the best at this. I sent handwritten notes probably when I first got into the industry, mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever people were in the office more, and I could just send a handwritten note or a thank you to their office. But now people aren't going in, and I feel like they're going to miss that. Right. But it's always a nice touch.
1: Late, well, th- I guess we can't really use what we've been doing lately, because that's actually for clients. not. But it's still a follow-up. So it's like not at that no phase. It's already a client, but... Mm-hmm. We like it's, to deliver some goodies. Oh
0: yeah, I always love delivering mm-hmm. goodies because then they'll they'll follow up with you then, hopefully, and say thank you. And you don't even have to see them; just leaving something there for them, and um, you know, just send a little happy Halloween or, mm-hmm. or whatever type of note on there. Just I love let that. No, that's that my favorite. Thinking of them. Yeah. Um, what are other ways? I like the
1: personal videos that we've been meaning to do, but we haven't done yet. And
0: Lester is the one that taught us about that. We interviewed Lester in one of our our, uh, episodes, and he has great follow-up. He talked about, and he he sent us the link for this uh, video follow-up that's like a cute little well, cute little video that you can send in a link to your prospective client or your client or whoever it may be. And it's just like a, Hey, thank you. I liked that a lot. It was a nice little touch and it was via email. Right. And they can see the, like the video thumbnail.
1: So it's not like a link that they have to click on to go into something. They can see that, Oh, this is, looks like a video. And then you can personalize it to them. Right. Who can resist? They can't resist.
0: Pressing that play button right there. They can't, can't do it. You can also do a fun little quiz follow-up. It doesn't have to be anything long or lengthy because they will never do that. But just a a quick little recap. Or if you haven't talked to them yet, you could do, you know, back in the old days, whenever we were in school, we would send a note to the boy across (laughs) the room and we would say, do you like me? Yes, no, maybe. Um, You could do something like that and just say, would you be interested in this? Yes, no, maybe. I like that. I think that's <laughs> so cute. I haven't done that yet, but. I might try. I might try it too. <laughs> I mean, just fun little ways to engage prospective clients or clients that are different than all the others. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I also, like I found this tool and we haven't used it yet, but I'd love to use it. Is um like a tool where you find out if the email's been read because everyone's always wondering, Did they even see my email? What's going on? And then if they open it and read it, you can find out how many times they've opened it or if they've clicked on the link. And so you kind of know, okay, well, if they've opened it a couple of times and clicked on the link, then they must be somewhat interested.
0: Right. I think you can do that in Outlook as far as red receipts. Red receipts. I I never
1: click on that, though.
0: I don't know if you can do that as far as how many times you like clicked on something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We would love to hear if someone knows. Let us know. So that way we can relay the info. But yeah, I'm sure there's a way. Yeah, yes, yes, where, yes, where. That's what it's called? Yeah, okay. I think so. And
1: that's I'll like a tool that you can like put on there, but I don't know how it works, but I've been meaning to one, you know, to look yeah, at let's that. let's check
0: it out. So I think we have some homework to do. I know. Um, also, who is to blame for the lack of follow-up for the salespeople? Obviously, first of all, it's a salesperson, but where does it stem from? Are they getting the right training? Are there managers- giving them the right resources so they have the right tools to reach out to the right people. Right. So I think all of those things are important when when considering or when training your salespeople on the follow-up.
2: Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't,
0: even after you make the sale, even after you have that client, you still have to have good follow-up skills and you still have to follow up with them to keep getting that reoccurring business.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So... Make sure you have the right training in place. Make sure you're um, investing in all the right tools, lead generation tools, um, contact information tools.
1: One thing I have to say, though, about all these tools and your your company might use, you know, a specific tool or maybe maybe several. And there's got to be several ways to follow up. Right. There's what we just mentioned a whole bunch, but then I'm sure other companies have other ways of doing it. But you have to choose the tool or avenue that fits your style. Um, because you, I think if it if it doesn't work for you or you don't believe in it, or you don't, if you don't feel genuine and you're not coming across genuine, then I think it kind of defeats the follow-up. It's, right. It makes it a little bit harder.
0: And you won't use it. Yeah. If it's something that's, that's difficult to use, I'm not going to use it. Right. Yeah. So um, my homework is going to be, I am going to look on that video follow up because I really liked that someone did it to us and I it stood out to me as um, something very different and unique. I am going to start creating more calendar reminders for myself and I'm going to try a different way this week to follow up to whether it be well in addition to the video. Um, maybe I will send a postcard or a handwritten note to someone. Um, Just to see how that compares with the other types of follow-up
1: as well. That is going to be interesting to see what kind of a reaction you get from the handwritten note.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'll get back with you on that. I know. You better follow up.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. We're excited to share our results for our follow-up homework, and please share your results as well. Yeah. Yeah. Till next time, live bold and boss up.
1: This is a forking around town with Tracy Guida quick fix on radio influence. Today we get to talk about one of my absolute favorite events that did take a little bit of a break last year due to COVID, but it's back this year. It is Savor St. Pete, and I am so excited. I can't wait. It'll be taking place the weekend of November 6th and 7th in St. Pete. And I'm honored to have Tammy Gale of Savor St. Pete on today to chat about this event.
2: We took a long sabbatical, and um, thankfully, we, uh, for the last probably a year, we've been really working on putting this event together. We were super excited because we launched our first South Florida event in June. And we did Savor So Flow down on Hollywood Beach and uh, really didn't know what we were going to expect. We didn't know how many people were coming. We just had no clue. And it was still kind of the height of COVID. So it was uh, rolling the dice. And we were the first event that was approved for a permit in that county. And we launched, and it was a huge success. We were just so excited, and um, it felt good to be back. So we knew that after that event and getting a lot of great um, reviews and great press and uh, people having a fun time. And again, you know, they'd never done that event uh, before because that was a lot of South Florida people. So we felt so stoked about coming back and kicking, we call it the relaunch of Saver St. Pete, because um, this is our hometown and this is where it all started nine years ago. And uh, we were very, very excited that we had the opportunity and the city provided us, you know, a space again and what welcoming us back to be able to do this bigger and better. So, and I'm so glad that you were there because you saw it in its infancy in St. Pete when we just moved from Clearwater, uh, Clearwater Beach over to downtown St. Pete. And I think that was a great move.
1: Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play,
2: and RadioInfluence.com.